Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show, halfway home on this Thursday evening with you. 404-726-0929, that is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. It's our new and improved Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 92.9 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm at JMCH316. He's at D.D. Lewis for real. Braves with a nice play at home plate. Good job uh, by Darno to protect the plate and a good throw and relay, and uh, they throw a runner out. But it's still 8-5. to five. Uh, Braves are down right now. Um, mercifully, uh, Spencer Strider was pulled. Four innings, eight hits, eight runs, all of them earned. Two strikeouts, eight Ks, two homers, 87 pitches on the night, and Verlander was out after three innings. So, um yeah, that was not a very good pitching performance by either of these guys. Speaking of pitching performances, um, any concerns about Charlie Morton? You know, in his first eight starts this year, it's 404 if you want to jump on and respond to what I'm about to say here. So Charlie Morton, in his first eight starts this year, was, you know, really off to a good start. I mean, he he was pitching pretty well. Uh, he was 5-3 and three after eight starts. Uh, his ERA was 2.85, and he had only given up four homers in 47 and two-thirds innings. 47 and two-thirds innings in eight starts, only four homers. And we remember last year that he set a career high in homers allowed, right? I think it was 27 or something like that. You know, he's given up too many long, at times given up too many hits, walking too many guys, and not being as effective as he's been in years past, right? So fast forward, and it's looking good, right? First eight starts, five and three, 285 ERA, got the strikeouts, hasn't given up many homers, and this, then the other. Then in his last four starts, starting on May 22nd, his last four starts, he's one and three, 22 innings pitched, 28 strikeouts, 12 walks, 24 hits given up, a 6-1-4 ERA, and the same four homers that he gave up in eight starts in 47 and two-thirds innings, he's given up in his last 22. Any concerns about Charlie Morton? Because, look, this is the reality. They've got to be able to rely on 
the three main guys that they have as starters. You're not going to get Max Freed, and you're not going to get Kyle Wright back anytime soon. You'll get him back eventually, but they ain't walking through that park anytime soon. And you have to be able to count on Strider, Elder, and Morton because it's all the rookies after that, right? A.J. Smith-Shaver, Dylan Dodd, uh, Jared Schuster, bullpen games. You know, we have to have that to fill in those other two spots since we're really not at a point where teams are making trades. And Michael Soroka is obviously not in play, sent back down to the minors. Still needs more time to get himself ready and right. Obviously, Ian Anderson's a guy that's out for the year. He's done for the season. So we don't have a lot of great options. And and I'm not saying that the Braves don't have some good players and pitchers and things like that, but when it comes to those three guys, they have to be consistent, at least be consistent in what you do. And Morton has kind of taken a turn here for the worse over his last four starts. And, you know, while he was doing some really good things at the beginning of the year, keeping the ball in the ballpark, striking out plenty of guys, wasn't giving up very many runs, pitching a pretty decent amount of innings, eight starts, 40, almost 48, almost 48 innings. So almost averaging six, you know, six uh, innings a start. Now that's down to 22 innings in four starts, 0-3, or sorry, 1-3, and and he didn't get the decision last night. Oh, sorry, he was he's 0-3 in the four games, 0-3 in his four, last four starts, 0-3. He didn't get the decision last night, obviously. He only pitched four and two-thirds innings. And if you look, you know, he's given up six earned runs, two earned runs, three earned runs, four earned runs in his last four starts. 6-1-3 ERA in his last four. The league went from hitting 257 against Morton in his first eight starts to the league is hitting 279 in these last four starts with a 370 on base and an 893 OPS against him. So while we're watching Strider struggle tonight, and look, this is a perfect opportunity for the Braves to expand their lead, to really Pull, put some distance between themselves and New York. and I ain't worried about the Marlins, okay? You can worry about the Marlins. You, you can hype them up all you want, and you can be all concerned about them. I ain't concerned about the Marlins. Marlins ain't catching the Atlanta Braves. I do have concerns that Philadelphia and New York could end up getting hot, and, and the Braves could certainly put some distance and pad their resume with – this month's worth of games against some of these scab teams and the fact they play the Mets and Philadelphia head-to-head, and they could sweep the Mets tonight potentially. But they've got to get their starting pitching, and we talked about this with John Heyman last night, right? I mean, I I flat-out asked him, hey, can the Braves do it with three starters? Can they build and maintain this lead? But with the way Philadelphia's playing, with the way the Mutts are playing, now they can't seem to gain any ground. This should be a perfect opportunity for the Mets and Phillies to be able to gain ground on the Braves. Take advantage of some of these injuries. Take advantage of the fact that they don't have a deep rotation right now. 
That ball's going to be out of here. Uh, or, yep, it's out of here. Marcelo Zuna homers. So, 8-6 to six now. No, sorry, 9-6. to six. I told you, this game has been ridiculously crazy. But uh, they need Morton, you know. And, and we talked to Grant McCulley a few weeks ago about this, that, that he, you know, he thought Morton was doing a lot of good things. And, and, and he was. I mean, for the, for the first eight starts, it's just that this last bit of starts from the 22nd of May through yesterday has been a bit of a rough patch. And, and unfortunately for the Braves right now, they can't afford to have one or two starters have rough patches because they only got three guys. All right? I mean, they only have three starters out there right now, and everything else is kind of just mix and match and, you know, find a way to get through a game or five innings or bullpen game it or whatever. All right? I mean, it's just it's kind of filling in some, you know, plugging holes in the dike, right? You know, the dike's got all kinds of breaks and cracks and leaks and stuff in it, and they're trying to find a way to just patchwork the thing and just plug the dam, right? So, again, Morton is, a, Morton is a savvy veteran. He's a guy that's been around a long time, right? You just need – you don't need him to be great, right? I mean, you don't need him to go out there and, you know, pitch six innings and give you ten strikeouts and only a run and things like that. But he can't have a 6-1-4 ERA and give up as many homers in 22 innings as he did in the first 48 innings of the season. He can't do that part of it, right? And that's where we're getting uh, in trouble. So that's, you know, again, do I have concerns about Morton? You know, again, he's almost a 40-year-old pitcher, right? He's, what, 38, 39 years old? You know, guys don't last into their, you know, 40s. I mean, again, Nolan Ryan, Roger Clemens, exceptions to the rule. Some point you start to get fatigued, you start to wear down, you start to break down. Things like that. And I'm not saying Morton is at that point yet, but they can't afford with Wright and Anderson and Freed and Michael Soroka not, you know, being effective enough. Can't afford for the three guys that they do rely on to just be kind of blech, you know, kind of meh, average, this, that, and the other. So uh, this game has been crazy, as we said. Nine to six right now, 15 runs. And they're only through five. Well, they're not even through five innings. It's only the bottom of the fifth right now. So barely past the halfway point, barely past the halfway point, And there's been 15 runs. There's been four pitchers that have been used. Strider only made it through four innings. Not a good start for him. And yet the Braves are still in this thing. Speaks to how good the Braves lineup really is. And again, the guy at the bottom of the order getting it done, right? Ozuna's got a home run. He's one for three with a run in an RBI. Arcia is two for three tonight with an RBI. Michael Harris is 0 for one tonight, but he drew a walk. And, you know, some, some good things. Braves are two for ten with runners in scoring position tonight. Ozuna and Riley. Riley had the home run in the first inning off Justin Verlander. That, the Braves got off to a nice start, 3 nothing, right? Braves are off to a 3 nothing start, and then the Mets have just – Poured it on. They scored five in the second, one in the third, two in the fourth, one in the fifth. They scored four straight innings after not getting anything in the first inning, but they've scored four straight innings. Darno's two for two with a couple of runs. Riley's two for three, a couple of RBI. Ronnie's one for two with a run and an RBI. So 
you know, doing some good things offensively. And, you know, Harris is back on. I mean, Harris is on base now. Let's see if he uh, steals. Looks like he just got a uh, – he just got a uh, – what did he get, a double off the wall? or um, All right, so he just drilled a ball off the wall. So he's uh, standing at second base right now. So, again, another runner in scoring position for, you know, Ronnie, Ronnie Olson and Riley with a runner in scoring position. So let's see if they can capitalize and, and keep this thing close, right? I mean, they've given up nine runs, but they're, you know, only three runs out of tying this game. So uh, we'll keep you up to date all night long about what goes on with the Braves. But this has been a wild, wild game. You know, the, the two, again, the Hall of Fame pitcher and the best young pitcher in baseball, and they combined only for seven innings in this game uh, tonight and gave up a total of 12 earned runs and six walks. Can't do that. Can't do that against major league teams. Uh and think you're going to get away with uh, with all of it. So we'll see what happens with the uh, with the Braves. So hopefully we can. Before, what, by the time that this game is over, hopefully we'll be singing Day Day, um, our Mutz song. The so theme. Ho- yeah. Hopefully we'll be uh, we'll be having something to uh, celebrate yet. And then look, Braves get the Washington Nationals at home. That should be a you know, that should be a fairly easy series. I'll call it. I'll say it. Should be a fairly easy series for the Braves. At home against the Nationals, who are a last place team. Then they go to Detroit. When's the last time that the Braves? Any anybody know the last time the Braves were in Detroit? Now again, it's not Tiger Stadium anymore. But have they ever gone to Tiger? Have they ever gone to Comerica Park? I'm not sure that they have. I mean, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just not remembering. I'm sure they probably. I was, was going to say. I think they. It seems I, like they would have had I'm, to. I'm sure now that they've had 30 years of <laughs> right. 30 years of interleague ball. I'm sure they've been to Comerica Park, but I couldn't even begin to tell you the last time they were in Comerica. But again, that's not a very good baseball team. You know, they're not they're not in last place, but they're in second to last, and they're like five or six games below 500. So they're not a very good baseball team, not a very talented baseball team. So that should be a series that the Braves come out on top. Again, a lot of series that the Braves should be able to handle here in the month of July or month of June, I should say. So. We'll keep you up to date, though, about what's going on here tonight. All right, when we get back, it will be time for That's Life. Hey, check your coins. I'm going to give you some information about that. Chuck in the Key Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it, John Chuckery Show. 9.22, live from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-741-0. Oh, sorry. 404-726-0929. I get so used to at the text line. 404-726-0929. That is not just our phone line, but it is our new text line. So it's all synced up now. 404-726-0929. Day-Day, you remember in 1999 when they started minting the state-themed coins, the quarters? Yeah, I actually were... have the little, remember the, they had the little oh, yeah, the thing, booklet. the booklet, yeah, yeah, the to booklet. put them in, where you could put mm-hmm. them in. I actually have that. Okay. Is it filled? No, I kind of got lazy and like I was still collecting them, but then I wasn't putting them in the booklet. I was just mm-hmm. tossing them to the side, like in a corner somewhere. So those, I have the coins. I believe I have all of them, okay. but um, I just never filled up the booklet. Well, if you look at some of the, the ones that have the state of Georgia on them, okay, mm-hmm. might want to look and see, Vin, Okay, because... In uh, 1999, the U.S. Treasury in the quarters with the themes from each state. Many people started collecting them. And fin- uh, finance, uh, or sorry, a story from Yahoo Finance says several of the Georgia-themed quarters were minted with varying with, with several types of errors to them. And it says that those errors could mean that you have a quarter worth as much as $10,000. Oh, that would and- be nice. So, one of the errors has to do with a new alloy that the Treasury was testing out at the time. They say it has a gold tint to it and was eventually used in the Sacagawea $1 coins, right? Mm-hmm. I have some of those. I, I still yeah. have, because I, I have a little, I have a, a very Mickey Mouse kind of coin collection, right? right? Um, I got a few things, um, but... Um, so they used an alloy that was being used in the Sacagawea coins. Well, mm-hmm. they said from this uh, from the U.S. Coins Guide in a blog. Curious how the alloy would look on quarters. A bunch of the Georgia State ones were minted using it. The Treasury decided not to go with the alloy on the quarters, but the ones minted with it were still released and are now in very much or sorry now very much desired by collectors so according to yahoo (laughs) they said there are several ways that you can tell if you have one of the experimental 1999 georgia quarters okay Okay. so the typical quarter weighs 5.67 grams Mm -hmm. okay 
these ones weigh anywhere between 5.9 and 6.3 grams on a coin scale. They appear thicker than normal. It has a golden or greenish color similar to the Sacagawea dollar coins. Mm. And, and those have kind of, I have some of those that, some of them were really bright, but right. then they've kind of faded to like a, a darker tint. Right. Um, lacks the copper uh, or orange colored stripe on the edge of the coin. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the edge of the coin, it's got, it doesn't have that orange stripe to it. Okay. Um, lacks some of the edges or lacks some of the ridges on the edges of the coin. So if you look at a quarter, it's kind of got like a ridged look around the around right. the outside of the coin. Right. It, 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 may, it may not have that. Has a thicker rim than normal. A coin's rim refers to the raised edge and circulating the circumference of the obverse and reverse of a coin. So again, the edge may be a little bit thicker than what looks like is through the middle of the coin. So it says, if you think you have one of these rare quarters, Yahoo Finance says the last thing you should do is spend it. You may, however, want to sell it. Yahoo says the easiest way to get your money's worth for the quarters is to list it on eBay. Hmm. So I'm going to go through my Georgia State quarters. I'm going to like desperately go through all of my Georgia State quarters and see what happens to it. All right. Um, you ever had Modelo? The beer? Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if I have or not. I don't think I have, honestly. Well, I like Modelo. It's, okay. a, it's a pretty good beer. Well, Modelo Especial mm-hmm. is now the number one beer in America. Oh, wow. Its U.S. distributors have said after U.S. sales data showed it outsold longtime leading, indus- leading industry leader Bud Light over the last few weeks. Remember the controversy about yeah, Bud Light and yeah. the transgender person yeah. who was on the and, and the woman behind all of that? Right. Yeah. Modelo Especial sales topped 333 million in the four weeks ending May 28th, a 15.6% rise on the same period last year, compared with Bud Light's 297 million, a 22.8% fall. Hmm. According to the Circana IRI data figures obtained by Newsweek via Constellation Brands, the Mexican beer's U.S. distributor. Separate Nielsen data obtained by Newsweek uh, industry uh, consultancy firms Bump, Bump, Bumps Williams Consulting showed Medela Especial sales were $349 million in the week ending May 27. Compared to Bud Light at 298.6 million. Wow. Bill Newlands, the chief executive officer of Constellation, said the four week jump had happened quicker than we had anticipated. Quote, we thought that would take a little longer. We've been very fortunate that that's gone a little quicker than we had anticipated, but what a great position to be in on the beer side of things. Um, Anheuser Busch was approached for contact. For contact or comment, I should say, and they never responded. Now, they still say that over the course of a year that this will even itself out and Bud Light will still be the number one beer in America. But for this short-term trend, it's now all of a sudden finding itself at number two. Right. Um, It's a beer protest. Right, right. 
Uh, data shows Bud Light sales represented 9.1% of the total market in 2023 as compared to Modelo Especial's 8%, representing a gap of 700, several hundred million dollars um, in difference uh, between those two. So, uh, But anyway, it is interesting that, again, protesting works, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. we've seen Bud Light yep. knocked off of its perch. Yep. All right. Um, happy birthday today to Kanye. <laughs> Kanyeezy. Yeah, Kanweezy. He's a <laughs> sleazy wheezy. All right. So tonight's top ten list, okay? Okay. Top ten musical acts that you would have paid or would pay to see. Could be all time. Could okay. be current. Could be all time. So they could be dead. Then. Yep, they could be dead. Oh, yep. okay, perfect. Because so, uh, that can change things up for me. Okay. I was I was a little lost in the sauce there because most of my people are dead. Okay. So that's <laughs> well, not fine. most, that's, but that's fine. So um, the top musical acts. Now, they can't be people that you've seen. Right, right. right? Haven't seen. Right. right. So these are acts that you haven't seen right. that you would have paid money to see either current or in the past. The floor is yours. David. All right. Here we go. So uh, Michael Jackson. Yes. Uh, Prince. Uh, never I've got a chance Prince. to see neither one of them. So I've seen Prince. I've okay. seen Prince in concert, so he's not on my list. Okay. Uh, Mint Condition. Um, oh, I love okay. Mint Condition's music, and I uh, would love. I, I, I want to see. Yeah, I want to see uh-huh. them before, before um, you know they stop performing mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Sting slash Police. I don't know. Do they perform anymore? Either. Um, they did tour together. I've seen Sting before in concert. Okay. Um, I would rather see him with Police versus. I mean, by himself, I wouldn't be mad, but I wouldn't. I would much rather him. He puts on a good concert. Now he did tour a few years ago with uh-huh. the Police, with Andrew Copeland and okay. whoever the other guy was. But I mean, they did. They did get back together and do a tour of the Police. Okay. All right. Uh, Rihanna. Okay. Uh, Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one, I've seen them in their pieces, but I've never seen them together. New edition. Okay, so they're on my list as well. Yeah. Um, I I would love to have seen. Now they toured here recently. Yes. And was it all of them? Yes, all six. Okay. okay. So I've never seen that. I've seen Bobby. I've seen BBD. I've seen Johnny, and I've seen Ralph. Yep. I've seen I I've seen Ralph Tresvant, mm-hmm. and I've seen Bell Biv DeVoe. Right. But I've never, and I haven't seen Bobby, and I haven't seen Johnny Gill. Right. But I I've never seen them all together. So, yeah. Same so here. So I would have loved to have seen all of them together. Yeah. You know what? On my drive home tonight, I'm gonna play "If It Isn't Love." I love that song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that, that album oh, was. Listen. That, that that's my high school year. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm gonna play that on my way home. Yeah, that album now, is fantastic. Now I'm motivated. Yeah, um, Usher, but one particular I will I want him, I want to see him perform a particular album, his Confessions album. I love that album. Okay. I would love to see him perform that album live. Uh, and then three newbie. Well, not new, new, but well, one of them is kind of new. But this kid named Lucky Day, he's out of New Orleans. Uh, Anderson Pack, and then Bruno Mars. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bruno Mars would be a good one. Yeah. Um, so. I'm all over the board, and and I've got um, uh, and I've got like I could narrow it down to ten. So um, I've got uh, Garth Brooks okay. on my list. I've heard he puts on a great show. Okay, uh, Terry can speak to that anyway. <laughs> Terry Fox can speak to that. So you don't know that story, do you? No. Yeah, we won't tell it on air. Um, Garth Brooks would be on my list. New Edition would definitely be on my list. The Bee Gees would be on my list. Oh, wait, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, I should have gone to this concert a few years ago. I would love to see Dua Lipa in, uh, okay. in concert. I should okay. have gone a few years ago when she was here in town. Wings 
Okay. You know, Wings are? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney yeah. band. Uh, the Beatles, obviously. Okay. I would have loved right. to have seen the Beatles in concert. Uh, Madonna. Yeah. I would still like to have seen I Madonna. I almost put her down on my list. <sighs> the only thing now is. I just don't I, know I, how she I, would sound. Yeah. I, I think she's too goofed up. Yeah. You know, like. And, she, you know, she didn't really tour all that much. No. Um, but I would have loved to have seen her at her prime mm-hmm. uh, concert. Teddy P. Yeah. Because um, there would have been some definite action there. <laughs> um, I did not see the Hell Freezes Over tour. Uh, now, looking back, I would have liked to have gone to see the Eagles. Right. Once they were all together. Like, when they were still alive and all together, would have liked to have seen them. MJ, I got uh, as well. Okay. Um, Chic. Oh, okay. Um, and obviously, yeah. what? Is it one or two of the guys from Sheik are dead? Bernard Edwards is dead. Right. Nile Rodgers is still alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Tony Thompson is still alive yeah, or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Elton John, I should have gone to that concert oh, that about a year yeah, ago. That was, the, that was <sighs> the one he just, that was like his last yeah, one, Yeah, right? I got a story about all of that. But okay. anyway, um, Luther. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen Luther. Uh, Luther. Um, Anita Baker, I, ju- I, I should have gone to that concert yeah. here recently or whatever like that. And then the last one, and I had a chance to see this guy before he died, about six months before he died, I had a chance when I was at Akron U to see this guy in concert, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, wow. I, I had a chance to see him, and I didn't. And I was like, ah, I'll see him the next time. And, and then he's dead. Did. Oh, yeah. wow. And I killed yeah. him. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm the blame for all of that. So, anyway, um, when we come back, Steve Weish joined us earlier in the show, um, Falcons beat reporter previously, and uh, of course, now NFL Network. Was it chief investigative reporter or whatever he is nowadays? Steve Weish is going to join us up next. Chuck Rinnakia Studios, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey.com app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the Kia studios on this Thursday evening with you. Uh, 404-726-0929, that is our new Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. So we've now got it synced up with our phone line. So 404-726-0929, that is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line as well as our new phone line. Well, Falcons get ready for mandatory minicamp coming up here in uh, a little bit less than a week from right now. Let's head out to the waitford.com hotline. Let's talk to the former beat writer of the Atlanta Falcons and now the chief national reporter for NFL Network. Steve Weish is joining us. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page at Weish89. Steve, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for uh, the time tonight. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Well, listen, you were dead on in your analysis of talking about Tyler Algier, and you nailed it before the season was even underway, talking about the role he would have and the impact that he would have. So, since you're the prognosticator now, is <laughs> is there uh, – the, the obvious, I know, is, is Bijan. So, take him out of the mix. But is there a rookie or a second-year guy that you've got your eyes on that – you think is ready for that breakout season or is going to have an impact for this football team this year? Well, I mean, I, I could take the easy, the low-hanging fruit, and say Desmond Ritter, um, because the pressure's on him. And they're, they're, they're putting, you know, they're, they're putting it on his shoulders. But, I mean, I think another player you got to look at is Arnold Epichetti. Um, I thought he showed some really nice flashes last year uh, as the edge rusher. They've got him a lot of help on the interior, right? Going out and getting David on, on Yamada, getting Calais Campbell to go with Grady Jarrett. Um, I think he's a type of guy um, with Ryan Nielsen now as a defensive coordinator who could really take a big step, right? Think of the defensive fronts that they had in New Orleans where Ryan Nielsen came from, with Marcus Davenport, with Trey Hendrickson. And those defensive ends did a lot of work in the run and pass games, but they were supported by great interiors like they've built there. So I, I look for AK-47 to step up. You know, Steve, I, I completely agree. And I've talked a lot about Ebicady on my show. So let me ask you two questions. And I know hindsight is funny always, but should he have had a chance to start more last year? And the second part of the question is, do you think that he can consistently be an 8 or 10 sack guy in this league? Well, to say he, he should have started more is hard to tell. I mean, look, playing coming in as a rookie edge rusher, that's a hard thing to do, to come in and just, just really make an impact. That's why you don't, regardless of how high they're drafted, young guys come in and dominate. Like the Boses were like the exception to the rule. It's a hard thing to do, um, especially when you're asked, you know, in the system that they play where you've got to be really, really good against the run and be, you know, give somewhat of, of a rush presence. So, I think they probably brought him along at the right point, and they, they had some veterans there. But now he's got a chance to step up. And, yeah, he, I think he does have an opportunity to be an 8 to 10 to 11 
sack guy. I mean, he better be. Trusted too much into you know to that you know that stud edge rusher who can necessarily win. But they've got some pieces in place. They're going to occupy the offensive line. It's going to occupy you know pass protection coverages, which could one on one battle. So he's going to have an opportunity. Steve, I've said that the low key best move that the Falcons made this year is bringing Jerry Gray in to help assistant coach. He'll work with Ryan Nielsen, but he's also going to coach up that secondary. Talk to me yep. a little bit about Jerry Gray and the impact he can make on this football team. Stud, stud. I mean, a great man, right? I remember years ago when I covered the Falcons, they had Emmett Thomas, um, the Hall of Famer, coaching up the secondary when they had D'Angelo Hall and, you know, some really good good players in that secondary and that's the type of impact jerry gray can have right he's not the most outspoken dude but he's seen everything so here's a prime example of jerry gray so i think it was last year maybe two years ago when he was with the packers um they had a COVID outbreak dc can't come in the game they're playing kyla murray deandre hopkins cardinals are kind of hot jerry gray calls the defense and just stones them just shuts them down right that's right when the when the cardinals were rolling I think they won five or six or seven right out of the gate. And he, he just knows what he's doing. He sees, like Ryan Nielsen, I spoke to Dennis Allen, the Saints coach, about him, right? He said very few defensive line coaches can see the world behind them, right? They only see the world along the line and in front of them. Jerry Gray sees the secondary in front of him and behind him. He's got a more global take on defense. And so those, those guys in the secondary will know exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it and really work in conjunction with the guys on the other two levels. So I think you're going to see a lot more of an understanding of what they're doing with defensively, especially with so many of those young players that they've had back there, and also having an anchor and a free safety in Jesse Bates, who's, who's just a hell of a player. Chief National Reporter for NFL Network, former Falcons beat writer Steve Weish, joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. So in looking at Desmond Ritter, do you realistically think, though, that he has to be – a, a really good quarterback to make this team a playoff team or, and I, I don't like this term and I don't, I don't know how else to phrase it, but can he be a, a game manager type of player with all of the offensive weapons that he has around him? And then obviously if we think that this defense can be much improved, does he have to be great for this team to be a playoff team or can he be that sort of game manager? I don't like that term, but I don't know how else to, to phrase it. Well, I mean, look, he doesn't have to be great. When he said, does he have to be really good or does he have to be a game manager? I think they're one and the same, right? And when I say that is, he's got to be a guy who doesn't turn the ball over. And, you know, I don't care about the touchdown to interception ratio because his situation could be like the Detroit Lions where you could throw the ball over the field and you get close to the goal line. That's where you use your run game. And mm-hmm. that's where they better use it, right? So the touchdown to interception ratio doesn't have to be extravagant right it doesn't have to be one of those 33 to 7 but it could be 21 and 9 right Mm -hmm. don't turn the ball over give your team an opportunity to put points on the board even if they're field goals defensively you know it's all about defense and takeaways right you can give up yards all this total defense numbers is all you know kind of trickery scoring defense and takeaways if this defense can get more takeaways to give the offense opportunities and to deny scoring chances for the opponent, that's the big thing. So I think Desmond Ritter, I think he's got to be good. I mean, you're not, you're not going to get to the playoffs and win playoff games if you're ordinary. Right? You've got to be good, but as good Jimmy Garoppolo, right, is, is pretty good to really good Derek Carr. 
Yeah. I mean, there's no reason why with the way this team is built, he can't be that caliber of quarterback. So, you know, I think they feel they have that trust in him. They've got to be patient with him to a degree. But, you know, and I'll tell you this, Taylor Heineke will put pressure on him. Desmond's going to be the guy, and I'm not saying Taylor Heineke's going to start. But that dude's got enough swagger to make him feel like, okay, I've, I've got to be better at all times because this guy's here. And, and, you know, Steve, the thing I've talked about is that I don't need Desmond Ritter to be great, but in the red zone, I think that's where this team has to get much better. They were, I think, 24th in Arthur's first year, 14th in touchdown efficiency last year. If they can be a great red zone offense with all the weapons that they have, they can run it, they can throw it, they can get Pitts and London and Jonu Smith. And I mean, they got so many guys that they can use down the red zone. That's where I think that Desmond Ritter and his ability to not turn the football over is going to shine for this team. No, that's where it has to be. I mean, look at Josh Allen with the Bills last year. As great as he was in the, in the red zone, he's a turnover. You know, he turned the ball over and that, that hurt him. You know, he doesn't have to be a hero. And, and that's what being efficient in the red zone is. Don't be a hero. Get the ball to where it needs to be on time and let, let everything else fall in place. You know, and, and that's what Desmond Ritter has to be. And he's shown that. He showed it at Cincinnati. He, he showed it, I think, at points last year. And, and the thing I like about Ritter is he's not afraid to drive the ball down the field. Something's there, he, he's going to drive the ball down the field. I don't think he's necessarily a gunslinger, but I also don't think he's got a guy who's risk, you know, who's risk averse either. I think he's going to try to make plays, but he's going to make sure not to force it. Make it when it's there. Chief National Reporter for NFL Network, Steve Weiss, joining us here on the Wade Ford dot com hotline so look you know as well as i do and you've covered this team millions of times i mean the the pass rush has always been that that big bugaboo and we talked about ebba katie and can he be that breakout player but do you think that with the things that they have done to this defense to improve this defense do you think they can get to that 38 40 sack number that feels like that's that that's that magical number when you talk about you know, premier defenses and getting to the next level, can they be that 38-40 sack type of team? So, you know, when you look at the teams that do that, and it sounds a little cliche, but they're good on first and second down and get those teams in third and six plus. Right, right. Like that's what, that's what has to happen because then other teams have to pass. Right? You have to get a lead and force other teams to throw the ball more so than they're going to run the ball. That's, you know, that's what it all comes down to. We can sit here and project numbers because they have this type of personnel, whatever, but it all comes down to what they do on first and second down. You know, again, it's, it's, it's simple football, but you've got to make the opponent pass to give you opportunities to get to the quarterback. So look, based on the personnel and based on what they're trying to do and based on their increase of speed, especially at that second level with their inside guys, um, you know, I think Caden Ellis is going to be a nice little tool for them. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they have the opportunity. You might not have the 12, 13 sack, the Nick Bosa guy who's going to, you know, the Max Crosby guy, but they're going to have opportunities to do that if those guys up front in the, on the first two levels deny teams from getting into, you know, second second and, and, and five, you know, third and five. They've got to be – you know, those second and six plus, third and six plus to make teams throw. Steve, I know that Calais Campbell is obviously here because one is he he picked the Atlanta Falcons, but he is going to play and, and he's going to play a good bit and he may get to 60% of the snaps again like he did last year when he was playing. 
but how important is he, do you think, behind the scenes, you know, off the field? I mean, you know, how big of a role can he play in that, you know, not just what he does on the field, but also the behind-the-scenes stuff? You know, it, it really depends, and I know Clay's well. You know, he'll he'll feel his way out because, you know, the Falcons for two years, say what you want about they have built a certain, and I hate the word culture, but they, they've built a certain something, right, an identity. Mm-hmm. And Calais is wise enough to know, okay, I'm an import. I'm not going to come in here and try and say, I've got to teach this young fellow this. I've got to, you know, exert my Walter Payton man of the yearness on everybody. So I think he'll start out by doing it with his play, and he'll, he'll help the young guys out, right? He'll, he'll do what needs to be done. But, you know, I've seen guys who feel like, they, you know, they're, they're new to the team and they've got to come in and, hey, I'm this guy in the locker room, and, hey, do it this way and do it that way. I, I don't think he's that guy because a lot of times that can go awry, especially if a guy isn't producing at a ridiculous level. Sometimes it works, but I, I just knowing Calais – I think he'll feel his way out. He is just an absolutely astute pro, um, and he'll he'll exert his presence when needed. But he's not going to be one of these omnipresent overlords who who's going to insist that you do it his way because it's the best way. Last question for you, Steve. Um, Matthew Bergeron's going to get every opportunity to win that starting left guard job. And I mean, I hate to say it this way, but I mean, the last guy that we had that converted from tackle to you know, interior left guard did not perform very well. Um, what do you think about Bergeron? Can he make that adjustment? And, you know, do you think that he can be successful there? We'll see. I mean, that that's the, that's the ultimate, you know, what's going to be asked of him, right? What, you know, is, is he going to be tough enough? I'll tell you this, when he gets in, in training camp, he's got a bang against Calais Campbell and bang against David Andiamata and, and bang against Grady Jarrett. You're going to find out. Yep. You're going to find out exactly what he's about. Um, all signs look okay, but can't judge him right now um, other than on his college tape and what he looked like in, in shorts and a jersey. So, um, again, we'll we'll see. We'll see what's asked of him. But if all indications, you know, for what they think, you know, what they think of him, you know, then he should be, he should be a pretty good player. He was drafted highly. And so they think he's probably – he's tough enough to do what's happening in the dirty work. But the one thing about the NFL these days is a lot more smoke is coming up the interior from the defensive fronts than in the past. So he's going to get tested very quickly in training camp. Uh, You know, hopefully over the first few weeks, he'll grow to expect, you know, and understand what's going to be expected of him. Steve Weish is on Twitter at Weish89. He's the chief national reporter for NFL Network. And join me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Steve, buddy, as always, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes in Atlanta, as always, and we will certainly talk again to you soon. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on. You got- Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.